Hello, this is Courtney Given with Mindset for Medical Moms, Episode 3, Five Things About the Future. Welcome to Mindset for Medical Moms. I'm your host, Courtney Given, fellow medical mom and life coach. I'm here to help you handle everything from doctor's appointments to surgery so you can feel confidence and peace as you navigate the ups and downs of medical motherhood. This podcast will share strategies and real life tools to strengthen your mindset and increase your emotional resilience. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, lovely moms. I hope December is treating you well with all the hustle and bustle on top of all the restrictions of a pandemic. I know we are all ready for 2020 to end and feel like we're finally getting a fresh new start with 2021. As medical moms, the future can be a very daunting thing to think about. When our kids receive a diagnosis, all of our planning goes out the window for any kind of future that we had in mind. And it's a hard place to be in because we have a ton of questions that don't have very many answers, especially when there are surgeries to schedule or unknown recovery times, future treatments and therapies, and so much more to process. When our kids are struggling with their health, the future feels heavy and way too unstable to even process. And with this new year right around the corner with lots of people talking about having to plan your future and setting goals for your future, I want to offer you some perspectives about the future that will help ease the burden and hopefully bring more comfort to you as you think of 2021. Okay, so just keep on going with me as I explain my perspective. And the first thing is probably going to be the weirdest thing. (laughs) Um, But again, hang on with me. The first thing I want to say is that the future is not literally real. Okay, the future does not really exist. We only literally, and I'm using that word literally because I know many people do not, (laughs) we only literally have right now, this very minute that you are listening to this podcast is the present moment. Today is all that literally exists. Tomorrow has not happened yet. Next week has not happened yet. And even though we plan for the future It has not happened yet. As human beings, we have organized our time and schedules into days and hours and calendars. And the ability to plan for the future is a skill that has separated us from animals and has helped us evolve as a species. So this is a really important part of our evolution and us as human beings. But still, the future we plan for does not actually exist. And why I want to point this out is because so often, as a medical mom, as any mom with a child who has a diagnosis with an uncertain future, we go down a rabbit hole of that future that doesn't really exist, but it exists in our minds, which makes it very real. And we can become so afraid of worst case scenario that we forget that it hasn't actually happened yet. 
and worse, most often, worst case scenario is our child dying. We go to the worst case scenario and we think that this is what can happen and then it causes us to feel really sad and scared about the future for good reason because we in this future are going to lose our child. And then we spend this time in the present feeling as if we are living out our worst case scenario because we are living as if this has happened or is going to happen. This causes us to be less present, overwhelmed, scared, worried. I don't know about you, but when I feel like that, when I'm not present and scatterbrained and overwhelmed and really terrified, I'm not energetic or motivated to do things I normally would want to do with my kids. And I don't show up the way I want to as my parents, as a parent. I spin out in resentment and self-pity. I get angry and I want to blame someone or something for the life I have. And sometimes you can get so stuck in this cycle, you don't realize how you are missing out on life so much. So this is where awareness comes in. The awareness that the present matters. The present day with your baby is all you technically have. And if we spin out and are constantly worrying about them dying, we miss them when they are alive. And I know this is heavy. I know this is real. And I know how scary it feels. I've not lost a child, so I'm not trying to say that I know what that feels like. I do not. We almost lost Zola, which is entirely different. Almost losing a baby is not the same as actually losing one. Um, But that brush with death that we did have shook me differently than anything else. But the fact of life, what it really made me realize is how precious mortality is. Because Every one of us is going to die. We all die. And if the worst case scenario happens, right, and our kid passes away, we will have spent so much of our time with them living from that place as if they were already gone the entire time they were alive. I know this because I did this. There were several months of Zola's life in the beginning where I constantly lived in fear that Zola wasn't going to make it very long. And I felt exhausted all of the time. I shoved down those feelings and tried to tough my way through it and white knuckle it. But it stopped working. Because it was always there in the back of my mind. This is going to be the day. What if she dies next week? And it was so distracting because I realized I was living as if it were true. I saw her right in front of me, but was feeling like she was already gone. Or at least as much as I could have imagined how that would feel. And it was an important moment for me because I realized how unhelpful it was. I also realized that I didn't want to waste any of my precious time with her thinking about 
how the probabilities of her death. Because the truth is, any of our kids can pass away before we want them to. Zola could live until she's 5 or 95. And the hardest part about realizing that is that when she goes is entirely out of my control. It's entirely outside of anyone's control, really. So the first thing I want you to know about the future in our list of five things is that the future is not where life happens. Life is not in the future. Life is happening right now. It's right before our eyes. It's the doctor's appointments. It's the therapy appointments. This is the part of our lives that we should be most present in. This is not the part of our lives that we have to zoom past or just get through. This is the part of our lives we can appreciate and celebrate and be completely present in. And this is not for you to feel badly that you have contemplated your child's ending, but this is for you to bring awareness to those thoughts that they're optional. You don't have to dwell on it. And it's completely normal when you do. Nothing has gone wrong, but it's not very helpful. The next thing I want to talk about is this worst case scenario thing we do. In fact, I have an exercise you can do right now while listening to this episode. You can pause it or you can come back, but I highly highly recommend that you do it. I want you to think of all the worst case scenarios for 2021. And I want you to do this seriously. I want you to let your brain wander and think of all the worst case scenarios. And see how fast and easy this is for you to do. Oftentimes, in my past clients, who do this scenario exercise is, it's incredibly easy to just say all of the bad things that could happen. I can imagine worst case scenarios, several of them, fairly quickly. All right? Give yourself five minutes, set a timer, five minutes, worst case scenarios. Now, I want you to set a timer again for five minutes and write as many best case scenarios as you can think of. This might be more challenging for you if you're used to only going to worst case scenario. But the truth is, if you're spending as much time as you already are thinking about worst case scenario, I want you to spend as equal amount of time spending on thinking about the best case scenario. Because either are possible. As 2021 approaches, I want you to really consider what are the best case scenarios available to you. We tend to only think in these all or nothing scenarios. All right. So what I want you to know, the second thing I want you to know about the future is that we don't know what will happen in the future. I don't know if anyone predicted this pandemic, right? We don't know what is going to happen in the future. 
And we can think of all the worst case scenarios and all the best case scenarios. And there are still a thousand different scenarios in between. We don't know what the future holds. We can have some very educated guesses. We can have some correct assumptions. But that doesn't mean we know what the future has in store for us. We really, truly don't. And this is kind of the hard part of realizing you're an adult (laughs) in charge of children. Is that we don't actually control as much as we think we do. Okay, so the third thing I want you to consider is this. You get to think whatever you want about the future. I'm being serious. If I gave you a magic wand and you were allowed to think whatever you wanted about 2021, really consider this question and answer it honestly. If I could think of 2021 in whatever way I wanted, what would I believe about it? What would I think about 2021? Do this about your child. Do and consider what you think next year will bring them and the concerns you have for them. Then consider giving yourself permission to think anything you want about them next year. And think about with this with yourself. What are you currently thinking about yourself? About you as a mom or as a partner or a caregiver or employee? And what do you wish you could think about yourself? What do you wish you could believe about yourself? All of those thoughts that you want to believe are available to you. If you can think them during this exercise, you can think them intentionally after. It just takes practice. A belief is just a thought you thought enough times to seem like the truth. So a belief about yourself, especially a negative one, is just a thought that you've believed enough times. If you're telling yourself, I'm not doing enough, and you're thinking that often, every day, multiple times a day, that just becomes the truth. It becomes a fact. And that's not true. And I'm not saying you have to think that next year will be the best year of your life and that nothing bad will happen. But I'm just saying that you can think things like, whatever 2021 has to offer, I can handle it. My child will be able to get through their surgery. My child is exactly where they need to be in their milestones and their therapies. I am a good mom. I am capable of reaching my goals. These are the things that will help you bring more confidence and peace as you navigate this next year. What you're consciously thinking about yourself matters. And you have the ability to think whatever you want about your 2021 self. So you might as make them really, really helpful. Okay, the fourth thing I want you to consider is that 2021 is going to be 50-50. Meaning, half the time, life is going to be incredible, 
and half the time life will be terrible. It's half joyful and half awful. Some days are easy and some days are challenging. Some months will be hard and some months will be smooth. 2020 will be 50-50. Every day can be 50-50. Every hour can be 50-50. Some months are the one side of the 50 and some months are the next 50, right? That doesn't mean anything has gone wrong in your life. Your life is not terrible because of hard days. There is not something wrong with you for not feeling happy all the time. There is not something wrong with you because you have feelings. When you have a bad day or when you're sad, that doesn't mean anything has gone wrong or you're doing something incorrectly. You are just human. This is what it's like to experience being a human being. Feelings are normal and necessary to live life, a beautiful one at that. You're supposed to have hard days. You're supposed to have annoying experiences. Because without those things, we wouldn't even understand what it means to be happy or grateful for the easy days. And I think about the nine weeks we were in the hospital with Zola. Some of the most challenging weeks of my entire life. And the nine weeks taught me how every single day is precious. They taught me how even under the stress of the hospital, we still laughed and felt joy because it's 50-50. And during that time, I kept thinking, when we get out of the hospital, things will feel so much better. And then we were released and it was still hard in a different way. We still felt overwhelmed and stressed. We still had hard days. But we also felt a deep gratitude for being home. And we felt super lucky that she was alive and that the problems we had were the ones we want to face. It was all 50-50. It's all supposed to be that way. Okay, the fifth and last point to consider is that there are many things outside of our control, but we do have control over many things too. And what I mean by that is we cannot control the future of our child's health. We simply cannot, and that is a hard truth to bear. We learn this when we first get diagnosed and realize how little control we really have over the world that we live in. We cannot control other people in our lives. Anyone have a very difficult family relationship that you wish you could just wave a magic wand and control them? (laughs) I sometimes wish I could control my kids into behaving. Or sometimes my husband or the driver in front of me in traffic. But we can't. And it's probably better that we don't free will and all that is important. But don't underestimate the impact you can have on your own life. So many times we focus on the things that are outside of our control that we forget to recognize the things we do have control over. You do have control over your own behavior, your own actions. 
You do have control over where you shop and who you support with your business. That's powerful. You have the ability to challenge your unhelpful beliefs about yourself and about the future. You can intentionally believe something on purpose if it suits you better. How would you feel if you could recognize, oh yeah, it actually feels much better if I believed I was a good mom and a good caregiver and I was doing exactly what I needed to take care of my kids. How good would that feel? What would you do differently? If it would serve you better to believe that, don't waste another second believing the opposite. You have a power to help impact society. You can help challenge systems that treat people of color differently. You can share your story and inspire other moms and be there for newly diagnosed parents. You can impact yourself and the future you want to create for your children. All of it starts with us. It starts deciding how we want to show up for 2021 and what we want to help create and how we want to impact our communities and the world around us. This is the gift of presence and being able to decide what we want. Do not underestimate your ability to make decisions because when you learn how to make good decisions for yourself, you can change your future and your world, your everyday life. Your ability to make decisions is one of the most important skills you have. All of those small decisions add up. They change you. They change your future. They can change the world. Have a beautiful New Year's Eve, my friends. I'll see you in 2021. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Medical motherhood doesn't come with a manual, but I've created the next best thing. My one-on-one coaching program offers all the support and strategies you need to handle all the things that come up for us medical moms. Click the link in the show notes to schedule your free consultation to see how coaching can help you take everything from the podcast to the next level. You'll get free coaching and I'll take great care of you. I'll see you there.